Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following show may contain adult themes not suitable for children. Shut the hell up. Club 1080 with Isaac and Souk. Mmm, it does go well with a chicken. How and why are you drunk at 6 o'clock? Well, the how's pretty self-explanatory, and the why is because I thought we were leaving at 6 a.m. tomorrow. Ergo, Latin, plenty of time to sleep it off. At the club, club 1080. The hottest spot north of Milwaukee At the club, Club 1080 Souk and Rob's passion are always the fashion at the club They fell in love Look at that. Two days in a row? How about that? The show is it's like a sickness slowly starting to come out of it. <laughs> We've had long COVID here for the last couple months, but it's, you know, it's working. Will we ever fully have drops again? Like, I, I do feel a little, uh, a little it just na- feels little, a little naked. A little naked, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know if it's a big deal to the listeners, but it is to me, damn it. <laughs> we have great drops. It's real to me, damn it! It's real to me! We have a lot of good stuff on that board over there. What do you think happens first? Getting You getting drops back or us getting... Uh, Fully functional televisions in our studios and <laughs> and rooms here. Well, the TV guy was here today. Oh, he was? I okay. don't know what he did. I think he hung more TVs. You know we have like 27 big screen televisions our around t- here? Uh, again, when it comes to... <laughs> but to none o- of them work. When it comes to Odyssey, I know two things. We love chairs and we love TVs. There are four in the room you're in right now. None of them work. Yeah, they didn't work. They had to wheel one in that works. <laughs> yes, that is beautiful. We have four like 50-inch TVs Odyssey. hanging from the wall. And yet we, we're like in the eighth grade. They've wheeled in like the one TV on the stand so that we can watch a film strip. There's Will giving me the bird again. Hmm. He's very upset over this stationary thing. Boy, Will's a sensey. Yes, he is. He's a sensey. I wouldn't have, We've pegged, learned this about I wouldn't have pegged him to be so sensitive. I wouldn't either. But apparently he is. He's being a real bitch about not knowing what stationary is. God, just own it. It's yeah. not a huge deal. Yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought Yamaka was Yarmakula. You got to own it sometimes. <laughs> 
And that'd, that? be, that'd be a fun drop to play right now, wouldn't it? Yeah, the old Yarmakula, but you, you can't. You, you remember the last time that you were like, oh my God, I'm an idiot? Like, because he's, he's experiencing that right now. Every day. I honestly think mine was the tape measure. Yeah. Like, I was convinced. I would have dug my heels in to the end of the end of time and been like, it is a tape measure. And, and Mike agreed with you. And Mike, yeah, and then I felt even Rest in peace. I felt even more empowered by the fact that the late great Mike Lynch agreed with me that it was tape measure. And boy, when I realized it was indeed just a tape measure, I was like, oh my god. Tape measure. Tape measure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tape measure. I feel like you're still trying to call it a tape measure. But it's because it's right. But once I realized it was tape measure, I was, it really hurt. It like hurt me deep to my core. I was like, oh my God. Why does that hurt so bad? Can we talk about this? Well, just because like for 40 plus years, like an idiot, like I'm an an idiot walking around being like, oh, it's tape measure. No, it's not. Well, and I think there's something to do with the, the level of conviction you had about it too, where it's like, it's not like you're walking around like, I guess I've never really known. You're like, no, I was convinced. I was sure. Yes. And now you're rocked to your core by it. And I am... Yeah, that's a good point. It is... You're so sure about it. Yes. That moment was a defining moment in my life. Moving forward, I'm not certain that I'm certain about anything. (laughs) So you have, like, pre-tape measure life and after tape measure life? Yes. Because now if you said... Well, it made you a better person. Yes. it, it, It really did. I learned a lesson that day. If you now say, hey, are you certain of something? I always say, I think so. But I'm open to the idea that I'm wrong because wow. I was certain of that. This is a breakthrough. And I don't know about you, but the older I get, I also say this about memories. Like, when when I think, like, if you ask me something that happened in my childhood when I was 20 years old, I'm open to the idea that I am completely wrong. I, I just... Oh, I've, that I've, you misremember it? That I misremember it. Yeah. I've read a lot of stuff over the last handful of years oh. about how our memories work. Dude, I do that all the time. And... And don't you think we just, we do that and we know it and we still don't care? Yeah. In other words, like, I have some stories that I'm sure they're wrong. Yeah. But I tell them anyway because I'm kind of close. Like they're fundamentally wrong or that they or that just they the just details. evolved in your head? Yeah, they've just, you know, we change things. Like, we yeah. misremember things. It's, it's a very common thing. Yes. We all do it. And I think that, you know, like when I tell a story from, you know, that I think is a good story from the drinking days or whatever... I know that that's that. There's a lot of mis- <laughs> misdirection, but in it's there. what you remember. I don't. Yeah, exactly. But I think, but that's how I remember it. That's yes. the best I can say. Yeah. And I can't change anything because I don't know what to change it to. Yeah. Well, and, and I, I don't know if you get this, but like, there's a lot of people that tell stories about interactions with me, especially being from this area. And I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like, 75 percent of the time, I'm like, that didn't happen. But now I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, maybe it did. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I just run into all kinds of people, and they're like, hey, I met so-and-so, and, like, you guys grew up together, or you played against this person, or, you know, they met you, you know, whatever, and then they're like, hey, this happened. In my mind, I'm like, dude, that didn't happen. But now as I've gotten older, there's a little bit of me It's like, oh, maybe. I, it probably did. That's why I always put, like, a, I, I have to put, like, a little a caveat. I, think- I say, I don't think... But I'm also open to the idea now that whatever I remember, there's a possibility <laughs> that it's either all wrong or like 75%. I don't know. Well, I actually think it's fun to to talk to someone who has a memory of you that you don't. Yeah. That's all, like, for example, um, I was just back in Salina with my parents and I saw somebody from high school and they were like, do you remember, you know, 
they just told a story that, that yeah. stuck out to them. Yeah. And I'm like, what? That happened? You know, and I don't not believe them. I'm like you. I'm like, yeah. oh, well, I guess that happened. Yeah. I think it's cool to learn that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're like, oh, that's like did. somebody was paying attention. You're like, that did happen because I certainly to, wasn't to you. It was insignificant, but to them, it's obviously something that stuck in their head. That's right. But then you also have to remember that they could be remembering it completely. That's right. Completely wrong, and the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Basically, to her, I was nine inches. <laughs> well, clearly, I mean, that's a little short. And to you, you're what thirteen? That's right. Yeah. The 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 more that I, I read about this. It's the idea that memories are like one of the least reliable things that we have. Like you can, we could all see the exact same thing that happens right now. Like Will could, look at him over there. He could keel over and die right now. That'd be sad. And we'd all witness it. And yet when the police showed up, we would have three different versions of what happened. And if you talk to us a week later or two weeks later or three weeks later, our story would more than likely change. No, that's right. It's, uh, That's how the mind works, man. Yeah, it's like when I was the the when I was looking at the uh, uh, reading the the book on Columbine, there was a really really good chapter. And I think the book is just called Columbine, and it's by the guy who was uh, I think he worked for like the one of the big Denver newspapers, and he was like the guy that covered that, and he covered it for like ten years, and followed up, and he wrote this really good book on it, and he he did a whole chapter on what people remembered the people that were there and it is shocking how inaccurate people remember that because they have all of that stuff on film and even after presenting some of the eyewitnesses with the the visuals of what happened they still struggled to believe that that was the reality of it as opposed to what they remembered it's very very weird and that that i don't know that fascinates me that our our brains are so funky especially in traumatic events that we can remember something that we see completely different than what we than what we the reality than than what we saw i i just i'm fascinated well and it's also like i mean you mentioning that like sometimes you see or hear about in like criminal investigations that that those memories are also impressionable and if an investigator or someone questioning asks or press the issue enough you can actually remember something that happened that never did because your mind was tricked into doing it yep brendan dassey yes indeed yeah like people, people will start to question. Like I've, you, you've, I've seen like those Dateline uh, episodes where they're like, they asked me so many times. I started to ask myself, did I kill this person? Right. And you're like, when you're sitting there watching it, you're like, oh my god, how could you? At, did I commit this murder? But it happens all the time. You mentioned the trauma aspect is a huge part of it. Yeah. You're, you're kind of disoriented in that way. Yeah. It's, it's just it's a the, the mind is a very, uh, I don't know, it's just it's it's a fascinating thing and how. All the cool stuff it can do, but also all of the just screwed up ways that it can be manipulated. Well, think of the ways we trick ourselves. Oh, yeah. Every day. Lie to ourselves. Little thing. All the time. You know, like the nine inches thing. I mean. Uh, 13. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's crazy. All right. Well, let's get back on track here. Would you like Taylor Swift talk or when hots murder and when the murderers and when they murdered are hot. I want to go with uh, the hot murder thing because I believe that hot murderers, I feel like we give them the benefit of the doubt. Based on how hot you are, I feel like we're less likely to accuse you or to uh, convict you. I I, I really do believe this. Okay, we'll have that segment for you next. It is 612 on the fan. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. This is a segment for the archives titled When Hots Murder and When the Murdered Are Hot. Mm. Does this uh, involve Casey Anthony by any chance? No, but I. what is going on with her? I, I saw a headline she's, of her. She's, I think it's on Netflix. I don't know if it's out yet, uh, but she's going to speak for the first time and tell her side of the story. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm trying not to watch it because uh, she can go to hell. She murdered her, her little girl and then got away with it, mainly, I think, because she's hot and was stooping her attorney. She's a She is a walking piece of crap, but... I'm kind of intrigued by what she has to say. I'm fighting the urge to watch it. Oh, you'll watch. I always get her and Amanda Knox mixed up. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And And they're not at all the same. No, Amanda Knox got railroaded. Yes. Yeah, and I keep thinking, I always think that one, the other person is innocent and vice versa. So, yeah, it's a confusing one. Okay, so one one we'll, we'll get to here in a second is the Idaho student stabbings. And it is, some of the details on that are really, um... That gruesome, it's... Well, it's gruesome, but it's also just very, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, just, it's terrifying because they don't, it's just a really odd scene. Yes. How it, ha- how it went down. Um, so I didn't have Casey Anthony in here. What I, w- what I was going to, uh, what I was referring to when Hot's murder is the OnlyFans Oh, yeah, yeah. Who killed her boyfriend. Who killed her boyfriend, yes. Her name is Courtney Clenny. And boy, there are some really messed up photos of her. They took photos of her after, she, like when she was arrested, after she killed him. Yeah, covered in blood. Oh yeah. Have you seen those? Yes, I have. That's terrifying. Yeah. And she's claiming self-defense. She's claiming that he was abusive, yes. and that she killed him out of self-defense. Yes, it was clearly a dually abusive relationship. Yes. So we'll see. She's going to go to trial. She's twenty-six. She she looks super hot. Then. She appears in court the other day. And look at the photos of her in in court. Yeah, not hot. Hint, not even remotely hot. No. It almost doesn't even look like the same person. Yeah, I feel like they're unhotting her. Like they Well, I and, think that's important to do. Well, they did the same thing with yeah. Casey Anthony. Yeah. If you look at Casey Anthony, the photos of her when she was running around stooping everybody when her kid was missing, she's like in this like she's in these bikinis and she's hot and her hair's all done and then when they they show her in court. She's wearing like a dumpy, like button-up shirt, and she's got a butt cut down the middle and no makeup. I, I think 
I don't think that when you go to court, you want the jury to see this hot, made-up thing. Of course, I, I get that. But if you look at these photos, she lo- the videos from court, she looks like Eileen Warnos. Yeah. Like, she is... It's like, ugh. Looks like a completely different person. But uh, in the bloody uh, murder photos. Yeah. Which, I don't know, that could be sexy to some. Awful. Is that a... Is that a thing? It probably is. Unfortunately. Uh, she looks hot in those. Anyway. Well, and she's she's put on a significant amount yeah, of weight, too. Yeah. yeah, she has. But I'm guessing that being on trial for your life, maybe you don't have the best nutrition and, and all that. Well, Moscow, Idaho police are scratching their bald heads. Yep. Because... This is this is a wild story. The, there are four University of Idaho students who were murdered near campus in their apartment. Uh, they say that the weapon was a knife. They do not have the weapon. Did not find it. No. And they have no idea who did this. Um, so they were out two. So there were six kids in the apartment, mm-hmm. and this was late at night because they're college kids and they were partying. Two yep. of them went out to one bar or something and two of them were at another bar they both come home at different times Uh, all four of them come home at different times both groups of people and four of them wind up dead via stabbing the police uh, show up so two in the house nothing happened to them yep they just reported an unresponsive roommate and that's what called the police the police show up the door to the apartment is open and four of them have been stabbed to death. Very, very gory scene. I also find it weird, and this may be one of those, like, just is the detail that they're, they're it's the way they're phrasing it. But when I read that it there was a call because of an unresponsive person, I don't know how you can call to an unresponsive person if someone's been brutally stabbed. Right. Like, I would think that the call is, hey, my roommate's been murdered, not my roommate's unresponsive. So I, I don't know if that's, yeah, that's just some, I don't know if that's just some language, but I, I find that that very... was odd to me too. I was wondering if maybe they tried to like knock on their room and they were and like they right. didn't actually see the body, but the right. person just didn't audibly respond, and they thought, that's well, right. that person's supposed to be up or awake or whatever. I think that might be right. So here's what they know: Saturday night, Zana and Ethan were at a party on campus away from the crime scene. Madison and Kaylee were at a bar and came home at 1:45 a.m. Sunday morning. Police responded to a report of an unconscious person at a house near campus just before noon on Sunday. So I think you're right, Buck. That could be something where, you know, they haven't come out of the room. I know it's, you know, it's like noon. They're still in there. They maybe had somewhere to be, yeah. knock on the door, no right. one answers. But doesn't that sound odd? Think about when you were in college. I agree. I, I don't disagree with you. You're telling me that you call the police on a roommate because that you knock on the door and no one answers? I just don't, I don't well, buy it. When there's a stabbing... Dude, there wait, is blood everywhere. Of course, but again, that could be in a room that they didn't go into, right? So the other thing, too, is if if it were that, like, if we're insinuating that the person who called the police had something to do with it, they would have nabbed him. And there would, there's no way you don't have any blood on you, right? Know. Like, So maybe just a poor explanation here as to why they were know. called? Because it doesn't bizarre. add up, really. It's I, all bizarre. I just think that's one of those things that I, I find odd right now. Maybe it's explained later. It's just it's it's odd. So then um, it says, when police arrived, they found the four victims and two other people, both uninjured, who lived in the home. The victims had all been stabbed with a knife. Officers found no sign of forced entry into the residence. Uh, The door was still open when they arrived. There was no attempt at a robbery. Officers continued to reiterate that this was an isolated, targeted attack, and there is no suspect. 
Uh, people also say that they can no longer say there was no threat to the community. Or police said they could no longer say there was no threat oh, to the community. Because originally so they're they, now saying oh, that we may have something. Because that was the other one that I thought was like, hey, is this an inside job? Because they said originally there's no threat. And I'm like, how can you have four students brutally murdered and then be like, well, there's no threat to anyone else? Right. Now they're saying they're there backtracking. Could be. Yes. The roommates of the victims were in the home at the time of the attack and were not hurt. What police do not know, an accurate timeline of where the victims were before their deaths, the location of the suspect or the weapon, if the victim were killed and uh, if the victims were killed with the same weapon and why the other two roommates were not injured. The only thing we know that the timeline is that uh, I saw today there is video of a food truck at 145 yeah. where two of them are are eating. So they say that we they, That's they Kaylee and Maddie. Yeah, they were eating at a food truck so we know that they were fine at 145 and then and they came home. And then right they came that. home after that, and, and we don't know. Wild story, bro. I, and again, I th- this is just wildly speculating because that's what we do on this program. I just I'm I, I don't believe in the the random I'm opening your door and coming in and stabbing you. I know it happens, the Ted Bundy thing, you know, but even Ted Bundy was, you know, it was people that he was he was dating. I just don't believe in the boogeyman theory. It's why like the the fentanyl thing, like these things don't happen. When 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 someone shows up at a house and kills four people, chances are there's something that brought him to that house. That's the thing with them. I know they're walking back the no danger society, but like the fact that their inkling was this was specifically targeted these at these people makes more sense than a random person just walking yeah, in. Somebody and doing they this. met. Yes. They yeah. Fight, you know. Yes. Something. Crossed somebody's. You know. Didn't and go home. I mean, whatever. whatever. And, and yes, these things do happen where you do have serial killers that are picking people at random, but. Like again, oh, I, don't I, think that. I also don't know many serial killers that murder four people at once. No, this, I, it probably had something to do with them being out. Something. But they just don't know what it is. Yeah, and that's—I mean—that's kind it's, of terrible. Yeah, it's spooky to the point where they're just—they're—they're, they're, I mean, just grabbing at straws. They're—they're they're going around to hunting good or like uh, sporting goods stores and asking, "Hey, has anyone bought any of these knives?" Because they know it was like a Rambo-style hunting knife with the serrated too, edge. Can we talk about four people being stabbed? And no one hearing anything. Yeah. So that's the other thing that I thought was interesting. That you said they were home. They were all home. And you and the two and others were home. You're completely unaware of the circumstances. Didn't hear a thing. Right. It's the just only thing is if you're passed out drunk, like blackout drunk. Yeah. Everyone's home from the bars after yeah. a rager, and that's. I mean, you would hear people getting stabbed, or maybe they were partying. Uh, somebody turned on loud music or something. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And that's the other one too is when they said that the autopsies were completed and details will be made available. You know. I guess when, whenever they're made available. But to Buck's point, I get the idea that if someone knew what they were doing, you could go in and you could silently cut someone's throat. But most of the time you see murders with knives, it is a brutal, brutal, someone was stabbed 36 times. Because they stay alive for a while. And it takes then, a while for someone to bleed out. And then you're talking about the horrid screams. And that was the other one when I was like, how on earth were four people stabbed to death and no one heard anything? It just, none of this stuff makes any sense. And when stuff doesn't add up, that's when I kind of, I get into a little bit of tinfoil conspiracy hat and start looking for the people that were around. But maybe I'm well, completely wrong. To your point, I mean, they said there was blood everywhere. Yeah. They said it was a horrific scene. Yeah. So. Yeah, someone said it was seeping out of the doors. Oh. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. I, I also saw a headline that like, yeah, the, you could see the blood coming out of the house or out of the rooms. There's so much of it. Good grief. 
So we have uh, hots being murdered, and we have murdering hots. Yeah, it's no good. It's no good. But I do. I any time that like there's a anytime one of these crimes, immediately people will be like, "Oh, she's she's pretty." And if you are pretty, you get more attention. And like, if you're murdered and you're hot, we pay way more attention. And if you are hot and you're the accused murderer, then everyone's like, "Well, she wouldn't do that. She's hot." And even if she would, guys would still marry her because, well, she's hot. Like, if this OnlyFans girl goes to prison or if she gets off, I guarantee she's got fan mail coming out her ears. Oh, for sure. No doubt about that. And those photos those photos are horrific. Yeah, that's wild, man. Wild stuff. She does look like a completely different person, Doesn't though, she? In court versus like, that's these. That's not even the same. No. Not that's even weird. No. Not even the same stratosphere. All right. That looks Taylor. like Ronda Rousey a little bit in these photos. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Taylor Swift has broken Ticketmaster. Well, yeah, Congress is involved. Can she next take down the NFL? <laughs> is there anything the Swifties can't do? No. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Uh, here's Buck. Uh, this Ticketmaster story is hilarious to me. <laughs> I know Taylor Swift's a big deal, but with each one of these things that happens, you, you realize that she is literally the biggest star in the world. Like, it's she it's is. crazy. I think she is. Yeah. I think she is the biggest star in the world. Now, yes. I would say, too, the other thing about her is her fans are... They're insane. They're insane for yeah. her. There's another level of um, commitment to her. Like, they're not just any fans. Yeah. Like, they love her. I was reading the thing, and they were saying that uh, it's the Swifties, and I forget what they call them, but the BTS uh, faithful. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's, those K-pop yeah, yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah for it's, sure. It's <laughs> just in a different. You just don't. You just don't mess with them. It's all that the BTS. I guess the South Korea is being thrown into a, a whole uh, thing right now because in, in, in South Korea you're required to have military service, and so I guess a bunch of the BTS kids are up for their military service, and it's. It's a whole thing right now about whether or not they should be forced to do it and what they're worth to the the, the Korean economy and it's just that it's it, Taylor Swift and those kids are on a different 
it's just a different stratosphere. So BTS fans are called the Army. The Army, yeah. And that is an acronym for Adorable Representative MC for Youth. <laughs> That's a little much. I like the Swifties. The Swifties. That's good. Now, the Swifties have taken down Ticketmaster, so much so that Ticketmaster's CEO had to go on CNBC today. <laughs> and Ryan was watching it, and he said he blamed Taylor Swift yes. for not having a show for four years. So it created so much demand that it broke Ticketmaster. Yes, he, yep. is, he is claiming that it's not their fault, that the unprecedented demand was the one to, to, to blame, to the what point where douche. Tennessee's attorney general made an announcement today that he is investigating Ticketmaster for antitrust violations. Well, yeah, because there's no other... I mean, I get that, because... They're it? Ticketmaster's kind of it. Yeah. And by the way, those service fees, if you've ever bought anything from Ticketmaster, it's egregious. Biggest almost, pet peeve. I almost never buy tickets from there. It's tough. And then the bunch of the Swifty fans are pissed because even though they had pre-sale uh, codes, Ticketmaster is saying that not not everyone that had the pre-sale code even got a ticket. And they're saying that not only are you screwed, but they will not go on sale to the general public. The sale they is, pulled it. they pulled it. It's yep. canceled. Yep. So if you didn't get your ticket, you're not getting one. And so like, <laughs> people are like, are, are you kidding me? But the people that got tickets are good. Yes. Those those people have them, but I guess it's it's few and far between for the people that actually had the pre-sale codes, let alone the people that had to wait until they went on sale to the general public. And don't even get me started on the bots. Like if, if you yeah. want good seats to one of those, good luck. Secondary market. Because the you know the the bots snatch them up and then you have to you know pay three to four or five times. I don't even want to know what Swift tickets. Can you imagine what a Taylor Swift ticket in the first thirty rows is going to go for in the secondary market? Over over twenty five hundred. It, it'll it'll be insane. When my when my daughter my daughters are part of the BTS army, and for their birthday last May, we sent them down to Vegas to go see BTS, oh. and. Luckily, through uh, through the radio station, we were able to get some some tickets. We were able to get some BTS tickets at face value, which you know, knock on wood. And they were hundred level seats, but they weren't like on the floor. But they were hundred level seats, and we just decided to look for S's and giggles to see what those were going for in Vegas. It was at the uh, is it Alliant Allegiant or the Raiders Stadium? Allegiant. Allegiant. And for hundred level seats. Not on the floor. They were going for about two G's, mm. and I just sat there and was like, and the face value on them. I think we paid a hundred and like hundred and twenty nine bucks, hundred and thirty nine bucks, something like that. Mm. And I was like, you have got to be kidding me! Two grand for hundred, not floor, hey, not front row, not first 40, 50 rows, just hundred level seats. Somebody asked me for Swift tickets last night. <laughs> I was out. They were like, hey, could you? <laughs> hey, you think you could give me some? I'm like, dude, <laughs> what? Come on, man! <laughs> Isn't that cute? Because sometimes people ask you for tickets, and you, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah sure, I got some duck can. tickets or whatever. Taylor but, Swift. Yeah, and by the way, uh, can you get me twelve of them? Because <laughs> I like, I, I got a bunch of people that want to go. Like, yeah, hey, let me get right on that. Yeah, I, I got this. Well, Ticketmaster said a record number of fans wanted to buy tickets uh, to Taylor Swift's new tour, which begins next year, and that prompted a massive slowdown in its platform and sparked outrage among her millions of fans called Swifties who could not purchase tickets. Uh, Ticketmaster basically said that its verified fan system, which is a mechanism aimed at eliminating bots that gives pre-sale codes to people, couldn't keep up with the demand. Three and a half million people signed up for the program, 
but uh, and they, so that's who wanted three and a half million people wanted to buy tickets to Taylor Swift shows, yeah. uh, which is the largest registration it's had in its history. That demand, combined with a staggering number of bot attacks, as well as fans who didn't have invite codes, drove unprecedented traffic to its site and essentially broke it. <laughs> Never before has a verified <laughs> fan on sale. Uh, has a verified fan on sale sparked so much attention or uninvited volume, Ticketmaster said. Taylor freaking Swift. Damn, dude. So can the Swifties take out... Like, if the Swifties put their mind to it, could they take out the NFL? <laughs> it, I, I think the Swifties can take out just about anything. It is honestly, at this point, probably the most powerful force in pop culture. Why don't we sick them on Putin or something, you know? Like, let's <laughs> well, put them to good. Wasn't there a period where uh, the, the the army and the TikTokers were helping impact elections or something like that? They were encouraging people to vote or, or something? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, so. if, if you want to talk about the midterms, the difference in the midterms between the red wave and whatever we got there, the you know the maroon puddle, was the Youngs. And, yeah, social media and all that is a huge deal. And people like Taylor Swift that go on there and tell their fans to vote. By the way, I'm looking at, at just some of the ones that are available, like, on StubHub right now. There and, are tickets out there? Well, yeah, for on the secondary market. You know, people that yeah. have already bought them and that are, that are putting them so up. So she had a deal with Ticketmaster. Is that the deal? To, to Ticketmaster sells basically everything. Yeah, so, that, so that's all. That's why the uh, all the threats of lawsuits and stuff. Yes. But it, Taylor Swift gets money. To exclusively sell through Ticketmaster, like she doesn't have to sell through Ticketmaster, right? But you, but the idea is you really do. Ticketmaster, but the ar- yeah. The argument is, is she has the no only choice. Yeah, yeah, right. Is the only one monopoly. Yes. Yeah, the Ticketmaster is monopoly. So if, right. it, you know she's playing nothing but football stadiums. So she's not playing Portland. She's playing Seattle. Like Taylor Swift isn't in charge of her tickets. Like it's you know you're she's doing it up at Lumen Field, and that's who runs. Like Ticketmaster runs everything, which is why the government is now going to look into this. But if you want to be Anywhere on the floor, I'm looking. I've looked here at about four different uh, stadium shows, and you're looking at about three G's. It's hmm. <laughs> a lot. I just i I you can't. Think it would be a three, moving moving experience. Make you cry for three thousand dollars. Feel good about it. Well, you know, I mean, like some people would think it's stupid to pay three thousand dollars to go to like some big sports event that you want to go to. Well, isn't That's it all isn't what, it dumb to spend three thousand dollars to go to a sporting event? Here's what I say. If you are into something so much, you're never going to remember the money. You are going to remember the experience. Yeah. And so, and it's all, in, you know, if somebody can can blow $3,000, why not? Now, to other people who don't really have that money, maybe that's not the wisest decision. But uh, who am I to say what you spend your money on? I don't know. Well, there is an adage, though, that basically is like no one has ever regretted spending money on experiences. I mean, when, when, you, when yes. you look back at it, people regret never a car or extending on a house or 100%. something like that. But if, it's, if you're buying an experience that creates memories, the ones that we talked about, like I, I think people tend to not regret that. Yeah. By the way, like if you want like the primo seats, it ain't three grand. Like some oh, of yeah. these are a couple, maybe twenty grand. Yeah, some of these are twenty, thirty G's. Row. Yeah, for the first couple rows. I'm looking here, the one in uh, maybe should flick you one of those uh, picks or something. This is in Raymond James, and if you want something in the first couple rows, you're looking at about starting at twenty three G's per ticket. So what do we do now? Like, how does she sell tickets to her shows? You don't. There's this is it. So she canceled the tour. No, no. I mean, this is the, the fans so that Ticketmaster has to figure it out. The fans that have tickets have tickets, and the ones that don't, don't. So they're so you're saying they're already all sold out? That seems to be the that seems to be the consensus here. Because oh. they said that the, the the regular sale, so this was the pre-sale that crashed everything. Yeah. 
you know, so if you're a fan member or whatever, the they, they're saying that they they just not postponed. They're saying they are canceling. So I thought they did that because their website couldn't handle it. Maybe they, they they reopened that, but the fact that they said that it's not postponed, they said that it's canceled. It is my understanding from what I was reading today is that if you didn't get tickets, go to the secondary market. If not, we don't know what to tell you. And by the way, please keep calling Isaac and asking him for Taylor Swift tickets. I'm sure he can help you out with that. Hey, I told him. I said, yeah, I'll look into it for you. I mean, I will. I'll ask. Get laughed at. <laughs> hey, I did that with uh, with BTS in Vegas, and I managed to, to weasel a pair. Had to pay you know, for him, but I, face value. This same guy that asked me, I think I got him Taylor Swift tickets the last time she was in Seattle. Yeah. Oh, well, that's why he's asking. Yeah. You're the hook. Uh, he didn't remember that because he didn't go. It was just him and his daughter. Yeah. But I, I, I told him, I said, wait a minute. You want tickets. You're coming back again? Yeah. I think I've already done this for you. <laughs> and he's like, do it again. But, and, like, that's the ask of asks. <laughs> that, I, exactly. Yeah, I... I say this he all was the, just joking, but I do. I, I say this all the time because we get hit up for tickets. I'm like, you know, <laughs> if you want to hit me up for Smashing Pumpkin tickets, that's one thing. But when Harry Styles or Taylor Swift or Jay Z and Beyonce come around, please don't. But hey, I don't mind the ask. I, I yeah. just, it's just you yeah. got to realize. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. Like when Je- that, I'm gonna always- slide into Taylor's DMs. Maybe yeah. I can get a couple ticks that way. There's just like when Justin Timberlake goes on tour for the first time in eight years. You know, maybe you can slide into his DMs. You might have better luck. All right, uh, all right. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna get out of here. Your brother was um, MIA last night. Didn't pick up. So we'll see if he's around. We got Mariner news. Probably basking in Mariner trade news. And for those asking, what is BTS? I totally don't blame you for asking that. They're just a. They're a Korean. It's a Korean boy band. Boy band that, that much huge. like Taylor Swift, it's an ungodly. They are huge. Worldwide thing. All right, it is 6.44 on the fan. Five, All right, we did find John. I believe he is with us. Can you read me? <laughs> I'm here. Can you read me? Are we here Are we here together? We are here together. I can hear you. Um, we missed you last night. Uh, is everything okay? Yeah, a little under the weather the last two nights. I was I was sleeping one off last night, I guess. I mm. uh, haven't felt good. haven't felt good the last two nights and feel better today than I did yesterday, but uh, you know when you're you're not feeling well and you're in that just sleepy stupor. You're not really you kind of sleep all day, and that's I just was sleeping last night. Yeah, so man. cat AIDS is a hell of a thing. You know it's you got the vid, well, bro. Are, well, there are some. Look, it's controversial in my house because I have adopted. You know, to this point, I have not had it. Right, that's my claim to fame. I'm I'm one of like eight people in the country that have not had it. So there's a there is a a faction in my house that desperately wants me to test because I believe they want me to get it. They want me off that wall. They don't want me on that list anymore. And I refuse. I mm. think it's just, I think it's just a little flu. Way to go Trump. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey, you hey, cannot get COVID if you do not. That's test. right. Exactly. And so there, there is half the household right now that is actively calling this the vid. And there's me and the dog who's refusing to, uh, believe that fake news so you guys can choose to believe which side you want to believe but um i'm i'm opting for the high ground or the low ground and i refuse the test i think we know what's happening here i i think it's 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 pretty clear at this point john has the rona <laughs> well it's possible i guess it's possible i do feel better better than i did yesterday now is, but... is catch put on hold with the rona or are you... <laughs> no although i did have to i did have a catch scheduled yesterday that i had to cancel for the first time in 260 days i i had to cancel one so 
Uh, but the streak lives on. It's I am now forcing various members of my family to go outside in the dark and the cold uh, for a couple of throws to keep the streak going. And depending on how long the sickness lasts, um, they're good sports about it now. But, like, if we push this to a day three or a day four, I might get a little pushback. I'm just, I might get a little pushback from the family. I'm just trying to, like, like John, like, on a ventilator in the hospital, <laughs> like, rolling the ball <laughs> to the nurse. Like, ah. My... My son Jr. likes to play this game where he thinks of various scenarios of how the streak would end, and one of one of his favorite ones is like day three thirty when you're almost there, and like I get hit by a bus, and I'm in a coma in the hospital. <laughs> Good grief! And I told him, yeah, some people have you know like end of life orders. My thing is find a way to get into the hospital, put a glove on my hand, <laughs> have the doctor or nurse throw a ball into my glove and then just hit my arm so that the ball flips out and rolls back towards the nurse and keep it going. It would it would be bad to lose it when we get that close. So um, if it is the Rona or the flu or whatever, it's going to take more than that to end right. the streak. Well, this is what we do on this program. I love John and hypotheticals because uh, I think your morals are very, very loose when it comes to anything involving baseball. Uh, sure. So I'm going to ask you this question. You're on, you are one day away. It is the day. It is the day one year, right? 365. It is day, it is day 365. Okay. Oh boy. I know where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. You know where it's going. God forbid tragedy befalls our family. You can pick whoever you want. You can go, you can go dad. You can go mom. You can go wife. I don't even want to go down the kid road. And I'm talking tragedy, John. You know, no coming back from it. There is a permanent deletion. Everyone is in mourning. Day 365. Do you play catch? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Over your wife's dead body, you play catch? <laughs> your wife just died. Listen, she would want me to keep going. Wow. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So in the yeah. in the midst of the worst day of your life, the worst day, as you're you're I don't even think this is a hard one. <laughs> really? Yeah. I of course he plays catch. Maybe it's therapeutic. <laughs> yes. It's, yeah. it's part of the healing. Thank you, Isaac Cross. Yeah. You're I, fine. I had I I had to put my dog down during the streak. I played catch. I didn't want to do it. Felt I owed it to him. Yeah. The dog would have loved it. <laughs> Bl- yeah. Yeah, accident blood still on you, and you're like, hold on, it's 11:55. I got to get this catch in. Got to get the catch in with the nurse. Hey, can you? Would you? So I'm doing this thing. Would you mind? Uh, you know, you just toss this ball back and forth with me for a minute. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, dude. The you, you, on. Is there a scenario in which you wouldn't play catch? I mean, I don't know. I mean. <laughs> Look, I don't think there is. This is this is a good question. Okay, so if you, like you said, uh, in your in JR scenario, if you are in the hospital, even in a coma, yes, I think that JR or Heather could rig it up to where you played catch. Like they and they would yeah. do that for you. So so yes. any any permanent maiming of you is off the table. That doesn't matter. They're going to get it in. Okay. Yeah. So and quite frankly, I think it'd make for a good story. Even if you, I guess the one question is if you die, 
Yeah. Would they then do Prop that? Prop your corpse up? I, I just, if you die, I just want to throw a ball off your chest. I think it'd be kind of funny. God. <laughs> just like, like, like really, like rear back and let him have one. I also believe, like, if John, let's say John were arrested for something yeah. and he's in prison, I guarantee you he's finding a way to, sure. to play catch with somebody. Well, I'll tell you right now, does this count? Because if you do get arrested and you didn't go Cooler King, I would think you're a giant puss. Exactly. Great, didn't go what? Great Escape, uh, Steve McQueen. He, uh, it, I got nothing. It's it's a World War II movie where he gets put in uh, put in the like they call it the cooler, like solitary confinement by the Nazis a lot, and he goes in there with his baseball and glove, and he just bounce, he plays catch with himself against the wall. So I would, right. yeah. If he goes to prison, you got to go Cooler King and count it as playing catch with yourself. Exactly. You I can do that. I kind of want that to happen. Meanwhile, someone in the background is doot doot. I'll stand on the other side of your cell and sing. You you come to visit me, but only to play the music while I throw the ball against the wall. I would appreciate that. Yeah, pretty much. Well, you don't yeah. sound too bad. I hope you're you're feeling better. You sound all right. Feel better, better than I did yesterday, for sure. Yeah. Well, have a good night. We love your hot right. body. Love oh, you guys. We didn't even get to talk about hot Mariner news. Oh, yeah, they traded Kyle Lewis. Oh. Go. Uh, yeah, I guess if you want to know what the value of Kyle Lewis is, it's some guy that hit 176 that grew up in Portland. <laughs> yeah, Lake Ridge. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I'm a little sad. I All think right. Kyle Lewis, it's disappointing that he didn't get to well, wait. see what he could have. We missed the Tioscar Hernandez. Yeah. Like, real quick, you got to make it 10 seconds, but what, what is your reaction to that trade? That I love. Couldn't be any happier. I think that's a great deal, and they didn't give up that much for him. Love it. Don't like it. Love okay. it. Love chaos. It's a great move. All right. Have a good night. All right. See you guys. Go Mariners. <laughs> All right. Go Mariners. John over his dead wife's body playing Doesn't catch. Care. <laughs> Doesn't care. Move it over five. Get it in. All right. Uh, we are leaving right now. We are leaving. We're going home. But we're coming back tomorrow. So make sure you tune in. Three to seven on the fan. Good night. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.